Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, I'm Orion Lavelle. I'm Travis Madigan. And you're listening to Tooth and Nail, a monstrous podcast. A podcast, it's very real. You're actually listening to it from your earphones or radio. With your human ears. On your human ears to your human job. Hello, David. How are you doing? Are you enjoying your way to work? Where do you, at the insurance company, I hope old man insurance doesn't cut your pay again. <laughs> I don't understand what real life is. It's a very specific person. I, old man, old man <laughs> McInsurance? Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about more demons. We're talking about more demons. Congratulations, yeah. it's more demons. Go figure. Mm, go, de- go figure, it's more demons. We're talking about the Hezro. Hezro. The Hezro. We're talking about everybody's super favorite demon, the Hezro. <laughs> you know the one. Yeah, it's the one that's, you know, it's the one with scales and claws and sharp fangs. <laughs> and spikes. I've painted a perfect image of what this looks like. No, it's a, it's like a, jeez, it's supposed to be like a frog demon. It's not so froggy anymore. Like, to me, it more or less just looks like the last one without fur. Yeah, it... <laughs> It, it's this feels like one of those ones where they were like, ah, throw a fucking thing together and call it a demon. Yeah, the, like the Hezro, it has a history to it. Like it has been around for some time. You can look at its history. It used to be a lot froggier. I, I just like this must be you know another kind of casualty in the, the Perrin Down Wars for demons. My phone is basically dead, so I can't look up what the old art looked like, but I believe you that it looked more froggy before. Yeah, it was, there's, oh boy, like, the old <laughs> art is, as it so often is, very, very good. I remember the, the third edition art being very sword and sorcery, like it's massive, like All it's right, like, like yeah, it's got like huge muscles and lit like a, like a real hot babe in its claws. <laughs> Like, just a very sexy sword and sorcery woman, and I, like, I remember seeing that this morning and being like, Oh. Alright, that's an interesting decision. <laughs> right? What the actual hell? Yeah. It's very silly. It's like holding a succubus. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it looks like a monstrous version of Bane from Batman yes, comics. Exa- it does. It has quite a Bane <laughs> silhouette with, like, the tiny head and then just, like, Big body. Bulging, like, neck muscle veins that yeah. go up the back. This is a yeah. weird thing. The yeah. history of and this it, thing is very weird. It's very weird. And then, like, of course, as is so often the case, the further back you go, the more, like, a mythological monster it looks. So, you know, just more like things with body parts or human faces or beast bodies and human faces and what have you. First edition was, like, fat man with kind of a frog head. Second edition yeah. was just a frog with long fingers. Yes. And then third edition went buck wild. Full Bane with, like, the sexy babe. Yeah, strange. But it has a history. Like, it's been around, and I imagine that, you know, this was just another one of the poor demons that got paired back for the Monster Manual that I'm sure gets elaborated on more in, like, Volo's Guide or something like that. I can't super remember. I don't remember anything about the demon section of Volo's, so... Mm, Well, time will tell. In the meantime, for what it is that we have, it's, like, just like like a like a monster like it doesn't do any like it smells bad it's just a smelly <laughs> frog it has one trait that has been covered by another demon before yeah and so it comes across if you looked at this stat block and like kept the name off we i could not have told you what this was yeah <laughs> truth, truthfully like this was this is I, I, when I thought about doing a seasons of, like, a season of demon, like, and we just do each individual demon and try to give them their due di- diligence, because, like, 
we did it with the cockatrice, right? That had a paragraph and a tiny stat block, and it still kind of works out, you know? We still get kind of a robust episode. Yeah, but I feel like we filled some air with the cockatrice's history in other things. Yeah. Hezra, I if I didn't even know this thing was called that until... Yeah, so, so yeah. And I feel like even then it was like an interesting mythological creature. In this particular instance, this is a monster with no, basically no lore that we get. It's not terribly unique because we've talked about 200 demons now or so it feels. Uh, and then the one special thing that it does do, we've seen before, which like I anticipated happening at some point, but boy, when the day gets there, it just, you don't, you don't really, it just still takes you by surprise, right? Yeah, like, and this is going to be like, I'm going to say it, we're going to jump. I'm going to like, spoiler alert for ahead. This guy is a frog demon. He's not amphibious. No. He has no swim speed. No. I, like, yeah. you could have put any other demon yeah. on this block yeah and I... like you could have slapped another name like you the neck the, the mains you could say that this this is a mains and i would be like yes okay fine there's nothing particular about it that makes it froggy in the same way that like the the garistro had a minotaur brain effectively <laughs> i was uh thinking for a second uh the only other demon we've covered who was smelly was the dretch uh you could have just put like super dretch yeah. as the name or like dretch, dretch lord yeah mega dretch and i would have been like oh yeah fucking mecha dretch <laughs> that's why it's that's <laughs> the year is 2088 <laughs> it has a stench corporations have taken over where's up to one netrunner survive <laughs> it's doom but everything just smells bad where's nothing, my family nothing's badass they just they're just robots that smell bad yeah smells of taking over our incorporate <laughs> uh so yeah so basically like w watch out for us scraping the bottom of the barrel on this one <laughs> hopefully we'll make some jokes we might straight up cover the yeah, next one yeah if we find out if we do this and it ends up being like half an hour then i might just like we'll also do a mains or, or maybe i don't know if it's if it's egregious we'll do the next one in addition to this because the next one after this is even less <laughs> So uh, this this might be the first, the inaugural double up episode. We'll find out. Yeah. So without putting this off any any longer, let's uh, let's let's hop on in like the Hezro ought to, but does not but statistically. So in terms of the artistic representation, Hezro, it we're told it looks like a frog. It once upon a time looked like a frog. This it doesn't I can see it. Yeah. It looks like what I imagine somebody who was told the specific instructions make a badass frog. It looks like a Looney Tunes frog. <laughs> like it looks like Space Jam. Yeah, got, where where the head is like just part of the body. Yeah, we yeah. got one of the Space Jams. It yeah, so like it is froggish. It's got like just it, it it has no detach like it has no limb head it just has a face slabbed onto a body it does vaguely look like an alien race in a mass effect game yeah <laughs> it, it looks like rex it looks like a nude rex this is oh a boy. naked ass krogan up in here oh boy we're gonna get <laughs> finally my fan fiction has has influenced the rest of my life uh no it it does it looks like a naked krogan 
Uh, it's got like swole muscles because it's fifth edition demon. <laughs> uh, it's got scales all over it. Like again, I mentioned earlier, it looks like a shaved garistro without horns, and that is more or less true. Like it has the squished, ridged nose. Like yeah, it's got the big, like sharp mouth. It's got sharp mouth. It's got ridges and spikes. Uh, it also is very boily. Like it's got a plenty, a plethora of warts. I was gonna say, I guess it's warts to be like, yeah, hey, it's frog. a toad, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I get that. It's got the recurved legs, like the Garistra does. It's got sharp nails. It only got the the two fingers and a thumb kind of thing that monsters sometimes get. Which like, yeah. I can't remember how many fingers a frog has. Maybe that amount. I don't know. They're vaguely webbed. Are they, though? Not particularly. No, not really. No, like, I. the only reason why we say frog demon is because it used to be more of a frog demon, and now it is just, like, a spiny monster that is green and has warts. Frogs have four fingers. Ah, so what the fuck? <laughs> zero out of ten. Yeah, zero out of ten. Zero. I, I did... I didn't even realize it doesn't have frog legs. Uh, my brain had put frog legs... Yeah. where they ought be but no it just has like lizard legs just yeah. like clawed lizard legs yeah what the shit <laughs> what even the fuck it doesn't even have the long tongue which like seems like a gimme right <laughs> that like, does yeah that seems like number one yeah <laughs> like why didn't they like any that could have been like a mechanical thing as well like oh it's melee attack has 20 feet reach right like has a 20 foot reach that is a thing that could have made this more special and appropriate to what it physically is and like it used to be froggier I don't understand why they went for this generic looking, just like 90s, like DC villain, <laughs> as opposed to like a like a frog monster, which there is space for. Like we have Bullywugs, we have other frog monsters, but like we have other minotaurs as well. And it could have been cool to have like a demon frog. That would have at least been a thing and like appropriate to what the rest of demons are. Like the rest of demons are just animals what are bigger effectively yeah it's they so at least usually have like something relating to the animal they look like yeah it's so strange <laughs> that they that you know we have this frog demon that they could have done frog stuff with and have just elected not to makes me grumpy look yeah every time i look over at its stupid face like it's a little more mad like, <laughs> 90s ass like like he's trying to sell a toy. He looks like uh one of like the villains from Ninja Turtles, but yeah. somebody drew like a hyper real version. Yeah, <laughs> get out of here, fucking Shredder, Bebop, yeah. not Bebop because uh, Bebop was a, a pig, I think. What's but... the word? Krang. <laughs> Fuck out of here, Krang. <laughs> Your fucking Krang ass face. <laughs> uh, uh, so in terms of the lore that we get, this is a demon, so it's segmented. So there's not very much. We learn that Hezros. They're the, the foot soldiers in the demonic hordes of the abyss. They're they're big tough dudes, as we can see by his big tough muscles. No other demon has that. <laughs> However, uh, because you know, because apparently fifth edition tells us now that apparently they can't have it both ways and be both smart and tough. While the Hezro is physically powerful, they are weak minded and they can be easily duped into sacrificing themselves by more powerful demons. Uh so these like are they're they're shock troopers, which I feel like you know. I, I feel like the idea that 5th edition is going for is that because of the, the stench that they have, they, they have this real bad smell that uh, makes people sick because they're smelly. <laughs> I think what the 5th edition, the little lore block that we're getting here, is trying to bait us toward is the idea that the Hezro is an important add in the big demon tide battle that you get later on, right? So, like, right. because they're smelly, they can be useful later on and can be, like, the shock trooper 
in a a more varied horde encounter. Right. It's certainly not a boss or a commander. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of feels like the scene in Two Towers where you have the Berserker Orc with the bomb that's running towards the grate. <laughs> and this is kind of the same thing, except instead of explosions, they just smell bad. <laughs> it's just farts. Yeah, it's poot time. <laughs> and that's that's kind of how I think they're meant to be played in some regard. Like, I think the idea is, you know, you just... Because their, their smell is not triggered by an action. They just have to be near something else. So, like, it seems like their prime strategy is to just dash up to whatever needs to be sick and then just rub their smell glands on it like a raccoon or something <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it yeah <laughs> so like spoilers for the encounter design that's pretty much how you use these boys so so like let's let's default to what we can do we have the entire you know five pages or whatever on demon lore writ large i do like the idea of like this the sad beta warlock that's like I'm going to summon in a demon <laughs> and it's going to be the most powerful demon of all time. And then they just like rolled the dice and got this shit smell demon. <laughs> the one that just makes their edgelord study smell really bad. Not only that, it's like the, the one that makes their whole place smell like shit and can physically crush them to bits. Exactly. Like, right. It's not a good no time. plus side to this mm. coin. Like, So there's kind of a comedic way you can take it, right? Like if you have like an edgelord necromancer of some kind or demon summoner. That could be like a fun gotcha. You could also like, if if you were dead set on making the Hezro a serious encounter, if you were doing the like like we talked about with Kazmi's the the hunt showdown kind of thing where it's like oh demons are scary and here's why, you could I can foresee there being like a Dark Souls, or I don't know why I say Dark Souls when this is true of any monster fiction, uh you know show the the thing that is horrifying about the monster before you show the monster itself so. If the, the party is going down hallways fighting, you know, whatever it is they might be fighting or possibly fighting nothing at all and are just finding tattered remains of this warlock's journal or whatever. And the <laughs> the hall gets progressively worse smelling the farther you go. There's you, like guards dead on the ground in their own vomit. And you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can like make the consequences of smelling really bad interesting <laughs> in, in that regard in like a slow burn. Like, oh, the scent gets stronger. You get the feeling like the source will be behind this door. And then, you know, it's just a bad smelling frog kind of thing <laughs> yeah it's kind of a slow burn up to a yeah a small smoldering ember right? you, you do the best you can with what you have right like you can you could maybe make it work at the very least if the team hasn't fought a demon before the magic resistance will be horrifying right yeah is mm, no well it's the abyss not the hells i was thinking do you think the stench is like a sulfur kind of thing like but they're not devils they're demons mm. yeah i don't know i imagine it's just like rot yeah right like that's what the abyss is it's degradation it's like uh decay decay what the fuck the word i'm thinking of entropy it's entropic sense right right. like uh, the abyss being a place of chaos the the hezro would smell like rotting things things decomposing and it would just be like the scent of something that is in a form losing its form right yeah that makes sense yeah the fuck else do we know about demons I can't imagine this one, like, I guess this this would be, like, the middle step of, like, oh, God, I became a Hezro. Gotta kill something to level up to a different oh demon. Oh, just the <laughs> demon that hates being what it is. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I gotta prove myself to get the fuck out of this. I smell so bad now. 
that would that would be kind of funny and so i mean like obvious whatever like sure a baylor or a glabrezu gets demoted to being a hezro and oh, they're yeah. like no and they just smell bad and they can't be around itself anymore that would be kind of good i like that um i i think that would be pretty funny i i like this idea so like we keep talking about taking quests from demons that's not super a thing that like should happen with demons as written but i like that idea in that witcher kind of mindset of like oh, these are monsters that also have agency and personality to themselves. I think that there, there could be room for, and we've talked about this a couple of times, but like a tenuous alliance with a demon that's helping you do a larger goal. And the entire time the demon is like morphing and having to come to terms with like psychological, hormonal, like puberty changes effectively as it's going from a shittier demon to a bigger demon. And I do like the little... The stop by Hezro, and then just being like, "Fuck, this is the worst." <laughs> and your entire party, yeah, being like, this party, is yeah, the worst. Fuck, this is the worst. We gotta <laughs> fix this. Go kill a raccoon until you get bigger. Every time we wake up from a long rest, we just get smacked in the face by your scent. Yeah, yeah, and that could be kind of fun as like a plot hook. But yeah, beyond that, like there, I think there could be some room for like a nice uh, encounter design kind of thing where like. You know, I mentioned the Hezero as like a shock trooper, as like a berserker kind of thing, as like a rusher, like a sapper of sorts. And that could be kind of cool for like, uh, well, I guess these are encounter design thoughts, but, you know, if the idea is that you're trying to keep the demons out of the wall, whether the wall is like a physical wall into your city or like a conceptual wall from one plane to another, this could be like a cool kind of area denial creature that keeps the party from destroying the payload so to speak right like if the the bomb or whatever is the thing that's going to or like you know bomb or garistro or whatever is the thing that's going to break the wall into the city or the walls between the planes this could be the thing that keeps the party from jumping on stopping the bomb right. so to speak does each hezra's stench apply so mechanically like if you save against it you're immune to it for 24 hours does yep. that apply to each and every one if there were multiple of these oh do they have like their own brand yeah does everybody smell just a little bit different oh that's interesting <laughs> because i imagine that like these on mass would be good like we talked about demon siege these on mass would be great area denial if they made literally like an entire portion of the battlefield putrid that's interesting. I think that's just a DM call you make, depending on how tired your players are of this poison. <laughs> like, if the, if you're designing an encounter around each individual one being important and special and have their own, like, special flavor of poison stink, then, then you know, go with that and have them, you know, um, like, have it be a personal one-to-one -one thing, which is kind of cool and appropriate, right? Like, if each demon is supposed to be a special expression of infinity... It seems like, you know, like maybe each poison is just different enough that, you know, it's still virulent depending on whether or not you've been exposed to it. But uh, obviously, like if it sucks and it's making your team <laughs> miss a whole bunch, then whatever. Yeah, for sure. At least like in a, a siege sense, it's just a neat idea to have a bunch of them creating like <laughs> nearly a square mile of like unaccessible yeah. terrain to soldiers. Or just smell bad. Because yeah. it just smells like death for a square mile <laughs> yeah that's pretty good so here there's that this is not expressed in the mechanical stuff uh-huh we've already established that holy water can stop like a casme drone 
What if you were just to bathe? Like, could you, <laughs> would you rule? Would you personally, Travis, rule that if you got some holy water splashing on that boy, he wouldn't smell so bad no more? Huh. I would rule that like bathing it in an entire bottle of holy water would remove the stench trait. Yeah, like I suppress say, it enough. Yeah, for suppress a bit. it for like a day. That would be kind of cool. I I think it would be fun to do like a a demon hunter, like a Van Helsing style kind of campaign setting, kind of like Strahd or whatever. Yeah. Where like you these these tropes of like holy water and crucifixes and stakes and whatnot do something. Yeah, actually have like a mechanical <laughs> benefit. And I think, you know, you could easily retrofit that holy water kind of thing on this Hezro and probably on some other demons that we'll talk about in the future. Yeah. But that's lore stuff. That's more or less lore stuff. I can't, are there any good, like... That was a lot of lore and encounter stuff, but... It was a bit of, a, it was a bit of lore <laughs> and a bit of encounter stuff, yeah. I, I, yes. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot about their culture, really. They no. Maybe, I, I kind of like the idea of, like, Almost like pheromonal stuff. Like Hezra, <laughs> Hezra's will only be attracted to certain other bad smells, <laughs> and so like I can imagine maybe like a demonologist that tries to get like Hezra's to to mate or like form family bonds or whatever. So you gotta like find the appropriate bad smell. Ah, and you're just like the entire time. Like here we can find our Hezra and his stench mate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like a bad <laughs> smell buddy. <laughs> and that's like that that could be some fun cultural stuff like some some stuff to bring some character to the Hezro. um obviously there's a whole bunch of frog stuff like swamps smell bad maybe it's like a swampy smell kind of thing i don't know mayhaps yeah. we can we can talk all day about all kinds of bad smells yeah <laughs> garbage that's a bad smell maybe there's a trash Hezro. Hangs one out in garbo one literally just smells like that guy you knew in college's armpits yeah you know that guy you know the one dave <laughs> David, other Dave. Yeah, but yeah, that is that. That's about. I think you know. Aside from like flavor, like you could find it in a dump. That that almost would be kind of fun in like a predator sense, right? <laughs> like the Hezro is bathing itself in garbage in order to hide its demon stink, so you can't hunt it so easily. That would be kind of cool. Like oh, like oh Hezro, they're not intelligent, but they're like smart enough and wise enough that I think they could pull off like a, you know. The last thing you regretted was letting me live. Bump, 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 as it sinks into the trash heap a bit more. That is the silliest thing I think you've said. Like, <laughs> the silliest justification for a thing you've said on this show. I Again, think. I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> like, I'm doing my besties. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, aside from, like, spitballing for the next 20 minutes, I think that's the best we can manage for lore stuff. So in terms of the mechanical stuff, it's a large fiend, chaotic even alignment because it's a demon. It's got a uh, challenge rating of eight. That's putting it kind of in the middle game. Honestly, like this is a really scary CR4 monster. <laughs> yeah. If this was an earlier game kind of thing, it would be a lot worse. As it stands, it's not very threatening. It's large. It's got an average armor class at 16. It's got a below average hit point scale of 136. It's got average speed. I wish it was more because of that shock trooper kind of thing. Uh -huh. Like, we'll talk about it more in a second. In terms of its attributes, uh, the strength, X, and con are very good. The intelligence is garbage. The wisdom is a bit above average. And the charisma is a bit above average as well. 
it's got some bonuses to saving throws, strength, constitution, and wisdom. So, you know, it helps furthermore circumvent magic stuff going away. And, like, the, the strength save is pretty considerable. It's plus seven. The constitution's pretty considerable. It's a plus eight to the, the con saves. So, like, I can imagine, you know, this kind of selling the strength of the creature if you had to do that in some way. So, like, you know, you can't shove it easily. You can't, like, push it around and whatnot. Um, it's got the damage resistances that you'd expect, cold, fire, lightning, and then the physical damage resistance as well from non-magical weapons. It is immune to poison. It's immune to the poison condition, which, like, yeah, this is, yeah, of course. Like, it's a demon. They all get it. It would be weird if this one wasn't the one, but I do like the idea of like the one Hezro that just like has a defect and can be poisoned by other Hezros. Oh, I thought you were going to say by itself. Or by itself or whatever. Every morning it wakes up and has to make a saving throw. Yeah, and that's the one, like that's your friend demon that you got to get out of the Hezro life and into a better life. Like that, that could be kind of fun. Um, in terms of its senses, it's got the dark vision out to 120 feet, which is pretty common for demons. Uh, it's got the passive perception of 11, which is fine. It speaks abyssal. It has the telepathy out to 120 feet, what like the demons do. And yeah, those are like more or less the, the like overarching stuff that it gets. The telepathy could be something, right? Like It's it's weird that this, I mean, like we, we talked about that it's weird that the Grease Shredder didn't have it. And this one has 120 feet of it. Yeah, well, yeah. Again, like, with the Garistro, <laughs> I thought it was just that its brain was formatted differently because of Minotaur stuff. Uh, with this one, like, of course it would have it. I'm just trying, again, scraping that bottom of the barrel, trying to come up with... <laughs> Turning the barrel Hezro upside shit. down, slapping it yeah, like a ketchup bottle. Getting the, yeah, getting my big-ass <laughs> butter knife, scraping it out. No, 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 no. It's not working. I'm doing my best. In terms of its traits, it's got the magic resistance that you would expect. So, as, as is so often the case spells don't really apply here like the dex isn't so great like you could get some blast off but then you know there's the the damage resistances that are what they are the wisdom you know it's not going to be debuffed again like i almost would recommend out of all the other demons making the hezro the first one because like <laughs> it's the strong magic... enough to be scary yeah but, like... the magic resistance is the thing that's gonna make this memorable assuming the players haven't seen a bunch of other demons up to this point so like there is an argument to be made that this should be the first demon they see because there isn't a whole lot to it regardless right yeah in addition to that uh the hezro it has its signature trait which is stench this is its smell any creature that starts its turn within 10 feet of the hezro must succeed on a Somewhat below average DC 14 constitution saving throw or be poisoned until the start of its next turn. If they save successfully, the creature in question is immune to the Hezro stench for 24 hours. So, yeah, this is the thing that will make the encounter more memorable in addition to the magic resist if the players aren't already accustomed to fighting demons. I mean, poisoned as a refresher, it gives you disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. So, like... I can see this being cool in a, a series of ways, right? So, like, obviously it only lasts until the start of the next turn, which means that, like, since the, the save isn't that high, you'll only be affected by this maybe, like, three-ish turns tops if you're spending the entire fight right next to the Hezro. Yeah, and honestly, if you're one of the people who is spending the entire fight next to it, your con save is probably fine. Like... Yeah, yeah, maybe, like, if you're a... <laughs> Paladin or something like that. You're, but we'll, I mean, like, 
I, I think, like, I guess if you are a paladin, you have lay on hand, so, like, poison doesn't <laughs> matter. But, I, I think that, you know, you could, you could feasibly use this, and, like, we've, I, I've mentioned this sort of strategy broadly with other demons before. I like the idea of, like, the ping pong kind of demon, where it's just running from place to place. <laughs> yeah. And kind of letting its special ability do the dirty work while because none of the demons we've fought like their attacks haven't been that great with like some exceptions right mostly it's just been like kind of interesting flavor stuff that would be helpful in a larger encounter so like i can see this stench being problematic if there was a casmi nearby you know that had the drone or whatever or like if it was a chase kind of sequence where oh fuck the glabrezu the you know it, it has uh, a player in each hand it is now you know running the hell away or teleporting or whatever i can't remember and we're trying to like climb over stuff and you know climb up walls in order to get to it and the hezro stench is making my athletics skill bad so like that is kind of we gotta kill the hezro in order to get up the wall to save our friend from the glibretsu or whatever i think that there is some leeway for interesting encounter design but again this feels very much like the Kazmi or the Dretch, um, yeah, or the Dretch, where like this is a good add, mm -hmm. but not necessarily great on its own terms. And again, like this is, you're totally right, this is just Dretch plus in yeah. many regards. Yeah, it really, it feels pretty much like yeah. that. <laughs> this is the thing where if you don't want to go through the time to take, you know, 12 Dretch turns in a level 16 in encounter, you just throw in a couple Hezros on top of whatever it is you need to pat out the encounter or make the fight more challenging or special or what have you. But yeah, on top of its stench, it has a multi-attack action. Uh, it makes three attacks, one with a bite and two with some claws. Um, they Both the bite and the claws have an average plus seven to hit. They have a reach of five feet. Just like, man, I wish we got some tongue in play, like mm. a nice 20-foot physical attack to make something kind of interesting. Like, you know, maybe like... Because, like, players are going to want to stay away from it, right? So, like, if it had a ranged attack, that could bait more players into getting within close range to do more damage or whatever. Yeah, like a 15 or 20 foot. Like, anything. Just yeah. reach. Yeah, and at level 8, players can handle that. It's fine. Like, it wouldn't be weird if it was dangerous up close and far away. There are plenty of things that do that at this level. I also sort of, like, looking at it, thinking about it, and seeing it as a bite attack, I kind of wish it had, like, swallow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought so too when I first saw it. I was like, oh boy, this is probably going to have like some degree of swallow where like its tummy just gets really big or yeah. like it keeps it in its big yeah. frog gullet. <laughs> like like a, the, a smaller frog hemoph. Yeah, yeah. And then like it's kind of like a, like a tank, right? Not like a tank, but like literally a tank you store things in. <laughs> and it just becomes like a pod, like a danger pod that keep, <laughs> that can briefly more or less super grapple other teammates and keep them effectively tied up, you know, for, and then, for like, integral parts of the fight. And then, like, the stench cloud would give disadvantage on escaping. On escaping, And, yeah. like, that would make sense. Yeah, that would make sense and be good. Instead, we just got Bite and Claw, and Bite does 15, 2d10 plus 4 piercing damage, and Claw does 11, 2d6 plus 4 slashing damage. All told, the damage budget is not very impressive. It doesn't really go that high. Like, it's... 22 plus 15. Like, yeah, it, it would be cool for a CR4 monster. Yeah. But for a CR8 monster, like, again, this this feels pretty explicitly like an ad for a, another fight later on, like a bigger fight later on. So, yes, there's not a whole lot to it now. There are a bunch of ways that I think, you know, like, so, like, in a fight, as it is in a fight, 
I like the idea of a hit and run monster where it's, you know, kind of ping-ponging from individual players in order to keep everything poisoned and debuff. And like, ideally, you know, this is part of a larger encounter where they have to deal with a bigger, scarier monster. That seems cool. I like the idea of it being like protective and area denial in a, in a way where it's like keeping something safe. Like, you know, maybe like a, a caster demon of some kind, like the Glabretsu or whatever is slinging spells from a distance. Mm. Hezru's right up next to it. We got to make sure that, you know, somebody takes care of the Hezro. Otherwise, we'll run up to it and be poisoned and then that'll be bad and whatnot. I like that. Um, I maybe if it's just an object like, oh, the, the special amulet of Orcus or whatever is being held by this Hezro. We can't like run right up to it and the Hezro is getting away. So we got to figure out how to take care of it before we're stuck by the poison or something like that or before the Hezro just jumps off a cliff or whatever and has it with it because <laughs> if you're in the abyss then the Hezro will be fine right so yeah. like there's kind of like a wrinkle that you could take with it um or even like even within like a larger big fight the and, and I think this is the intended purpose of the Hezro and I think that's why the the book presents it to us as a soldier more than anything else I think that this is protection for shittier demons, right? So, like, if you have a big horde of mains or Kazmis or any of these, like, dretches, any of these other foot soldier kind of monsters, this is the, like... The bodyguard. Yeah, the ghoul leader or whatever, <laughs> oh, the thing right. that, like, you know, we got to take care of this guy because it is keeping the rest of the demons safe in its smell cloud, right? <laughs> I, do, I did just picture a bunch of dretches who are, like... <laughs> the, the... The Hezro doesn't, like, realize it, but all the dretches are, like, looking up to this yeah. giant, muscular, stenchy boy and yeah. just, like, yeah, someday I will someday be as this. I will be as stenchful as this one. Which could be a cool, like, character <laughs> kind of thing to throw on, like a nice little cultural thing you could throw on to dretches after the fact or to, you know, like, Hezros, which... Like, could be fun. Like, you know, you have Big Boss Hezro who's like, yes, I'm the smelliest demon. <laughs> Which is funny in and of itself. But then also, like, it's this big thing that thinks it's badass, but it's actually just kind of a shitty monster. Like, you can kill one of these pretty easily. <laughs> uh, and I think that would be kind of funny and cool. Uh, a nice little bit of irony within a larger encounter. But I think, yeah, that is kind of what they're aiming for. Like, this isn't meant to be uh you fight one hezro and it's done this is more along the lines of like a cr14 like here's a hezro and x amount of dretches right and you know you have to the the dretches are protected by the hezro and you have to you know do some hezro control or bait the dretches out of the smell cloud while they in turn are leaving clouds around or whatever god that would be yeah that would be the smelliest fight that is the most the the most fetid battlefield of all time absolutely absolutely <laughs> and then on top of that you know you could have like smell cloud like poison clouds that are just around oh, just Dark like Soul shooting style. out yeah, of like geysers or whatever yeah like this could be area denial the fight if you really wanted to do it that way and then it would you know i i almost kind of like it because then all of the demons have direct shots to wherever they need to go but the the players themselves have to be very careful about movement and action economy in order to get around like this could be you know if you have one of those like planes walkers rangers or one of those teleport centric players this could be their shining moment while they you know teleport in dimension door and rearrange getting around the battlefield however they'd like and feel really cool and special while the the rest of the players are strung up by these by, by these area denial poison clouds I had like a thought and a sort of realization. Yes. Thinking about the Dark Souls like pustule poison clouds in the ground. 
man, this thing really is covered in warts and boils. Man, those things are probably what's doing it, yeah, right? They're like, kind of like, like popping and they're just and kind gross. of like <laughs> shooting out little like. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a pussy mess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything's festering and leaking in the abyss. It's not. It's not cute. I really like. There's like one fourth of me that is super into the abyss and the demons and everything, and the other three fourths of me are like, man, the hells are way sexier than this yeah. place. Yeah, I mean, this is not sexy. That is profoundly true. That is. That there is that there There's is, one thing about the abyss. Yeah, it's his one downfall is that it is profoundly not sexy. <laughs> Despite what the the Marilith or whatever the hot snake lady that we'll get to in a couple oh, right. is, <laughs> but yeah, I think that is the best case scenario. That's more or less what I got for a good Hezro battle, right? Like if you're if you want to go lean hard into the poison stuff, because that is more or less what makes the Hezro special is that it can create environment that is attractive to it and demon kind and unattractive to players it is dredge plus yeah uh so i think the more you can get into locking off areas with hezro smell um the better right because unlike the dredge the the hezro's smell is permanent more or less until they're immune to it until the players are immune to it they don't have to take an action yeah so that is yeah it's almost like a hard lock or not like it's uh, literally a soft lock but like it's more like a a more clear block like a more clear defense player yeah in a in an encounter where the objective is not to kill every enemy but to get to one specific point for whatever reason but yeah but yeah that's that's my that's my opinion on the hezro as it is i think it would be cooler with more movement speed or maybe like a teleport of some kind like a misty step of some sort yeah, i wish like i wish it had either more movement speed and better ways to get around or like something to help it like be a uh, area denial. Yeah, to help it, I guess it doesn't really need it. Like, it doesn't really need it. it. I was gonna say I was kind of pausing for the noise. Uh, either like that or <laughs> like I say with it, like what feels like I say with every demon that is part animal. I wish it had a little more of the animal. Yeah, I, like the yeah. the tongue or the swallow or like like uh like it could have a grapple attack with a tongue or yeah yeah that would be cool. Because then, like, like then they're speed. stuck in the poison and then the rest of the team has to go in. That would make it more cool for, like, a one-on-one fight. I, I do like the grapple idea. Um, there yeah. isn't any amphibious demons, and this could have been the one, right? Yeah. So this would this would have lent credence to, like, having to... Being able to put demons literally anywhere. If you have one demon for every environment type, you can justify putting demons anywhere. Yeah. But as it stands, we don't have, like, an amphibious... And this could be like a really cool like SEAL Team 6 of smelly frog monsters. <laughs> like this could be the thing that makes the Hezro special. You're right. This could be like the amphibious creature that is the the thing that makes Waterdeep afraid of a demon horde, right? To have right. an entire swarm of Hezros coming up the docks or whatever. You'll never know they're there until suddenly the whole ocean starts to smell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's how, that's how uh, I feel. Yep, I agree. So feel free to throw those on. They probably don't need the extra movement speed or a teleport or what have you because they're so big. Like the stench cloud will still be effective even if they just take the dash action and their attacks aren't really the thing that are, you know, on presentation here. It is the smell more than anything else and the magic resist, but whatever. Yeah. 
yeah, I think that this would be better off with some more froggy attributes, uh, or like, like a fun grapple or something. Yeah, if it had one attack or f- trait that it could take advantage of its own stench. Yeah. But it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Womp. Womp. <laughs> Not even an outro. That was it. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode, this froggy, smelly episode of Supernal. <laughs> if you enjoyed what you listened to, feel free to leave a review on wherever it is you may have listened to it. If you are tired of our smells, our word smells, <laughs> feel free to check out nerdsmith.org. Org. <laughs> Org. I'm not going to retake it. Suck on that, <laughs> me from the future. <laughs> Feel free to check out nerdsmith.org where, or I did it again. You did. Feel free to check out Nerdsmith where there's a whole bunch of cool stuff like Dear DM and Monster Crush and all sorts of things that you can look into that are cool and fun and worth your time. In the meantime, uh, if you so choose, feel free to add us on Twitter or email stuff for like monster choices like feel free to ask us questions or give recommendations for good monsters if you don't have you know if D is in two hours and you got nothing feel free to ask us for, <laughs> for that kind of stuff and in the meantime what is our creature comfort for this episode <sighs> taking a nice hot shower yeah or a real calming bath wash your smell off of you <laughs> it's so noticeable david have a good day bye mm-hmm.